Hey New Orleans Pelicans fans, welcome back to Unfiltered Dunks with your guy Chris Dotson over at Forbes Sports, over at Music Movies and Hoops covering the rest of the NBA. Y'all know me over at Forbes covering the Pelicans and the Saints, and today we're going to talk about Lonzo Ball, J.J. Redick, Drew Holiday, and how the Pelicans are always up in some drama. So, I mean, let's get right to it. J.J. come out on his podcast and said what he said about David Griffin, and I think, you know, that's that's a lot of, of emotion talking. He, he's not bigger than the game. Nobody's bigger than the game. He couldn't dictate where he was going to go no more than anybody else on a standard contract. He didn't have a no-trade clause or a way to list teams. Uh, that, that That's just not the way they operate. But the New Orleans Pelicans have all been involved in high-level league-altering trade discussions and contract negotiations that affect this franchise and the championship race for the next decade, ever since uh, David Griffith and Trajan Langdon were brought in as executive vice president of basketball operations and uh, general manager. I mean, they were brought in to lead a new era of basketball in the city. When they made, they started off with Anthony Davis trading him, changed the complexion of the title race immediately over to Los Angeles. They won it. He signed a contract extension. LeBron's got a couple more years. L.A. is L.A. So for the foreseeable future, the next five, six years, that that trade changed the title race. Then you turn around and Drew Holiday to Milwaukee followed by Drew's contract extension for four years, $160 million. That That keeps Milwaukee with their them and, you know, Giannis, Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, that, that's, the, that's a title race right there. And depending on what happens with Drew, if he ever has to get traded or moved, because I, I, I mean, I like the contract for Drew. I really like the contract for the Holiday family. I do not like that contract if the Pelicans would have had to sign it to him. Uh, I think it's nonsense if anybody suggests otherwise because Drew would have been 36 years old at getting $40 million a year. And that just did not, that, that doesn't fit the timeline or the wage structure, the salary structure of how this team is going to build around Zion and Ingram. So it was always the right move to trade Drew, especially when we did and how we did, to a team that was desperate and you could extract maybe perhaps more value than than Holiday was ever worth at any other time in his career. And I think that's a, a, a commendation to this front office that they got that much value for a player that was already flirting with 30, going over 30, definitely going to sign a contract that took him into his mid-30s. It had to be done. It had to be done. But when they traded Davis, Lonzo Ball was crucial to the deal. Uh, it wasn't a so much... Kuzma uh, versus Ingram, or Kuzma, I think Ball was crucial to the deal. Ingram was crucial to the deal. Not only was Ball viewed as the perfect fit next to Zion Williamson, he was also seen as an affordable replacement with upside potential for an aging, increasingly expensive Drew Holiday. And, I mean, Ball missed a few games since the All-Star break. He's had to quell some rumors about unhappiness in New Orleans that stems from uh, a site that I just decided I'm not even going to mention their name or click on their articles anymore, uh, got LeVar Ball's quote wrong, and then it spread like wildfire. But Ball has come back. He's proven worthy investment. He'll demand as a restricted free agent this season, uh, this offseason. And he's, he, he's come out and said he's happy 
if nothing else, he's happy with his teammates. Maybe this ain't the city for him, but hey, that's the professional life. You only get to pick 30 of them. And if Lonzo was to look around, his agents were to look around, they would see New Orleans is still in the top 10, top 12. They're a playoff team when it comes to cities to live in. Do you really want to – nothing against Drew in Milwaukee. Do you want to go to Milwaukee, Indiana, Minnesota? I mean, there's some cities that just – they're not going to be as fun. They're just not going to be as fun. So, I mean, not everybody can have a Miami, a New York, an L.A. Once you get past those, where, where I mean, people don't even – free agents don't even go to Dallas. And Dallas has been trying to get free agents for years, holding – DeAndre Jordan hostage almost, or having him held hostage by the Clippers. They, Mark Cuban treats players so right, and yet everything goes so wrong for him. And even that city isn't the selling point that tips the scales in their favor. So I'm not really worried about it. The Pelicans have all the leverage when it comes to matching an offer. And I think with Lonzo Ball's play, they're going to have to really give thought to matching any offer that comes across the table. Ball could grow into a top 10 two-way guard while costing just about half of, of Drew's new salary cap number. Ball and Bledsoe, who gets $18 million, a little north of there, like eighteen six combined, uh, they'll, they'll cost less than Holiday's $40 million per deal. I mean, though unlikely, there could be a sign-and-trade option for Ball. Should, should the Pelicans not want to go ahead and match a max-level salary offer sheet from either uh, what's most likely, what we're hearing, Chicago Bulls, New York Knicks, uh, the Pelicans, even if they don't want to feel comfortable matching the max level salary at, uh, offer, should that come to them, I think they should do that rather than do a sign and trade. Just because a sign and trade, you're not going to get, you're going to get four quarters instead of a dollar if we're going to consider ball the dollar. You might even just get 80 cents and extra draft picks, and the draft picks, they're starting to get so far out that that we're talking about middle school kids. These are draft picks. They need to be moved for assets that can help Zion win starting next season. His MVP season can start next year, and it will go for 10 years. I don't know of any sixth grader that really needs the burden of thinking, I'm going to help Zion win a championship on him. And I don't think the New Orleans Pelicans are really planning to, to draft that well that far ahead. They're going to move some of those picks to get a third star. And maybe maybe Lonzo Ball has to go out then, but his contract will still be – his contract, even max level, will be more valuable than whatever this team gets back in a sign-and-trade as just piecemeal parts. That's just my opinion. Again, Ball, top 10, two-way guard, costing a half. I think I mean that's the first question the front office need to ask is how much will it cost to replace Ball both an actual salary and the assets needed to acquire said player maybe be it a Bill, uh, D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, any of the disgruntled players on losing teams that'll want to get out of town and to a to a winning situation and Zion Williamson is a winning situation. Uh, Antonio Daniels went on and 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 let everybody know. This is a winning situation with Williamson and Ingram. So that's that's if, if the answer is more than Ball commands as a restricted free agent, New Orleans will match the offer, won't even think twice about it. If it's close or there's a trade market for his potential, uh, which will his, there will be a trade market for his potential alone for the next few years just based on the way he plays the game, his age, the fact that he will be on a, a manageable, affordable second contract. 
and it'll have years remaining that if it doesn't work out, he can still be flipped by that team, and then Lonzo will be on his fourth team in six, seven years at that point. I don't think that's in his future. Uh, again, I think given his stats and the opportunity cost of paying Ball even just a few more million than, a, say, a replacement-level journeyman veteran, that's worthy of a short-term investment by this team. Ball's proven to be a dependably efficient leader on both ends of the court. He can play defense, and especially when he's locked in and in form, he's one of the best defenders in the league. He can grow to be a all-defensive team-type player, the same as Bledsoe, Holiday, and, and really, if Griffin wants to look at building a sustained championship culture, he can look at the fact that we've always had guards that could play defense. Going Chris Paul, the, the floor general, the point guard, the leader. Undersized as he may be, he was tenacious as a defender. Drew Holiday, tenacious as a defender. He'll guard KD. He'll, he'll guard Steph. He will lock down Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum all day, every day, and twice on Tuesday. That's just what you need to build on this team. It's what New Orleans comes to know and expect. Uh, when we go to the arena, that's what we want to see. If you want to say the won't bow down motto stands for anything and you want to point at one position that could exemplify that the most, it would be that we have an all-defensive point guard or combo guard on the team that is willing to do that dirty work. At Lonzo Ball could be that next in the you know generation that, that like – Perhaps retire their name in the rafters, retire their number, you know, Chris Paul, Drew Holiday type thing. And then Drew, Josh Hart could be the secondary, you know, the guy that leads the reserves. The He'd be our, our, our junkyard dog that we just let go and say, go get buckets, go get the ball, go get stops. And that's all that needs to be said, and the team will get behind that because that's the way the city is too. But again, ball, ball. Very efficient leader on both ends of the court this year. He's playing fewer minutes a game than last season, but he's still scoring more at 14.5 on 12 shots a game. Uh, he's shooting over 42% up from the field. Eight shots a game are sport floor, spacing three-pointers. He's sitting at a almost 40% clip there, 39.2. Uh, opposing teams must respect ball shot from every spot on the floor outside of the paint. Ball still learning to put pressure on the rim. He's not drawing as much contact when he does go to the rim. He only earns 1.2 free throws per game. He's got to find a way to double or even triple that number in the next two to three years. Uh, however, he's now shooting a respectable 77.5% from the free throw line. That's a substantial improvement over last season's. He was shooting 56.6%. It was a coin flip. That's why when Lonzo Ball was first traded to New Orleans, I felt comfortable saying I would get a face tattoo by West Bank Popeye if Lonzo Ball could shoot over 70%. Thank the Lord, thank the Lord, I did not make that same bet for this season. Lonzo's ball's work with Fred Vincent is paid off. Ball's time in Van Gundy's system is paid off. Ball's renowned for his passing. Everybody loved his passing coming in. Magic Johnson loved his passing. He also, Ball does the hustle work. He'll go get rebounds when, when needed to, to lead the break. He'll help stop the break. Uh, Ball's averaging over four rebounds, five assists, one and a half steals, uh, half a block, you know, a block every other game. His turnovers in Van Gundy's offense have decreased, going from 3.1 a game last season, only two. So he's cut down his turnovers by 33%. His assist-to-turnover ratio is 2.68. 
He's only a few points away from his career high set in his rookie season, 2.72. Uh, he's he's got the 40th best rate in the all of the NBA right now, and that he he could probably top that mark consistently going forward. He could get above three. He's one less turnover per week from being in the top 20 in the NBA as far as ball control, taking care of the ball, reducing turnovers, and leading his team. And yet, Ball is still only 23 years old. Uh, the Pelicans are just better with Lonzo Ball on the court, and this team finally fits his skill set. People can argue about the way he's being used in his role, and that goes back to his pops. But again, the Pelicans are just better with this Lonzo Ball on the court with this team and this skill set of his as it sits. He's going to develop a little bit more. He's, he'll find a floater. His, his, his shooting will get even better. His dribble drive penetration and attacking the rim is going to get more confident. I mean, throw another couple off-seasons worth of weight room on Delonzo Ball, and he's going to be just as tough, not just as tough as Zion, but when he hits you going to the rim, you're going to feel it. Zion pushes you off the court. Lonzo Ball is just going to make you feel it when you hit the deck. Uh, but beyond those simple stats, I mean, this is the first season that Lonzo Ball has posted a positive plus minus number. Beyond that simplest of stats, Ball has proven he's a stable conduit that, that could help Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson electrify the, the Smoothie King Center for years to come. That trio is not only worth the price of admission, for entertainment purposes in this small market and it's something that the the front office needs they need those magnets and entertaining you know personalities that just they just bring people together you can look at the social media accounts and see that just millions more people follow and will be engaged and will rep new orleans pelicans gear and lonzo ball gear it just beyond that though that trio shows a great potential of being the pillars of griffin's Sustained championship culture that could lead again to, to parades in New Orleans not affiliated with Mardi Gras That's what this team's hoping to do and to do that ball does not have to be the superstar He was billed to be at the time when he was drafted He just has to be the smooth smart operator of winning basketball that he's proven to be this season that he showed he could be at UCLA and the rest will come naturally he was without Williamson and Ingram in Houston, but you know, he stepped up. He could show he could lead not only by example, not only in the huddles, but he exemplified that won't bow down motto that the front office and coaching staff has been drilling into this young roster. And Ball was sensing the game was getting away from, from New Orleans. Houston was going on a run. He had just come out, grabbed a sip of water, took a seat, looked at what was going on. Bam, right back in the game because he went up to Stan Van Gundy with a simple, hey, coach, put me back in. That's all it took. No, no, no drama, no flair, no, nothing extra. Ball just went up, told coach he knew, you know, he could be vocal from the sidelines, and and he's been doing that a lot more. But Ball knew he was needed more on the court to bring the win back for the Pelicans. So he went out there and he did it. He showed a willingness to defer some leadership to Ingram and Williamson, you know, on the court. But Ball can step up when needed, and there's a value in this team having someone who's respected and trusted and can not only hear the voice but will be heard by those two young all-stars who who might have I mean let's face it they've always been the best players on the court you couldn't really tell them nothing because they was always doing great no matter what not saying that you you know they were uncoachable I just mean that 
they need somebody they can lean on. And Lonzo Ball seems to be that that core component of a championship culture that they want to build on and lean on. The front office has recognized it. Uh, the, the, the rest of the playing players have recognized it. They've spoken about it. And, you know, after refusing to deal Lonzo Ball at the trade deadline and seeing his return game response in Houston, the Pelicans should just be comfortable committing to him this offseason. That's what it boils down to. You can't replace him for cheaper. You can't replace him without trying to go out of your pocket or getting less than you. It, it, the market's not there. Don't don't play on the margins. Don't play no funny money. Don't play no funny games. Don't literally don't try to win on the margins with this one. You overpaid for JJ Redick. It didn't work out. He says agents won't be dealing with this front office anymore. Well, this front office has a good chance to go out and make a statement by showing Lonzo Ball what commitment and honoring your words all about. Lonzo Ball has done nothing but show love for the city. I mean, he's went out to Burlington and put stuff off layaway and just paid for it all. He's He's been on the court for some tough losses. He's helped lead some tough wins. He showed that, yeah, maybe this ain't the city for him, but this is the team for him. This is the organization for him. And I think it, it, the feelings should be reciprocated come this offseason. So, guys, that's been a quick 20 minutes. I appreciate y'all sticking with me. Uh, I'll be coming back more and more now that we're getting towards the end of this pandemic, I believe. We're getting more and more people vaccinated. We'll get more and more people into the stadium. And you're going to get more and more content from me because now that now that everything's opening up, uh, I get to cover the team a little more. Uh, the day jobs treat me a little better. And life's treating me good. I hope it's treating y'all the same. I hope y'all had a happy Easter. This has been Unfiltered Dunks with your guy Chris Dotson of Forbes Sports. Music, movies, and hoops covering the rest of the NBA. Go check us out. We're giving away t-shirts. We're giving away Zion trading cards, rookie cards. We got signed autographed cards of, of Jackson Hayes' jersey patch that we're giving away. You got to just check us out and wait for it to pop. But it's going to pop just like these Pelicans are going to pop up in the playoffs. If not this season, next season when Zion's leading the MVP campaign. Uh, the Pelicans are leading the pack, pushing the title contenders, and then making space for themselves at the top of, of that conversation. So go back and listen to the old podcast with Coach Dumas, Coach Micah, uh, Coach Rory. I've been doing a lot of stuff with We Talk Wednesdays, trying to bring local coaches along. Like, I think there's a lot of great information in those podcasts. I've learned to just ask a question and shut up because those guys are just just so knowledgeable about the game, the city, what's needed to help some of these kids, where we're going with the game. And it's fun to hear them talk about the Pelicans uh, and how they w view what the team's doing. So go back, check us out, give us a five-star review. Again, thanks for coming back to Unfiltered Dunks with your guy, Chris Dodson. Enjoy the sunshine, y'all. Hey, Pelicans fans, thanks again for coming back and listening to the Unfiltered Dunks podcast. With me, you got Dodson over at Forbes Sports and Music Movies and Hoops. Just had an article come out that's profiling Kixer Damas, the guy that did some stuff for Josh Hart shoes. They're both cutting so, uh, you know, they're both on the cut and sew roster. So go check that out. Support your people. And uh, go check out Music Movies and Hoops on Twitter and Instagram. We're giving away a graded Mint Zion Williamson rookie card. You know that's something going to go up in value. We got some shirts, some other, some other uh, cards for you. So give us a five-star review. Go check us out. Leave a comment, and you are automatically entered into the contest to win the cards. You don't have to do anything else but 
We do appreciate you checking us out. Thanks again.